Our Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hey, hey. How are you? I think I'm still on a sugar high from all the candy that we got from Margie McGee from our last yep. episode. That was dangerous. And delightful. Yeah. Those cookies, though. I just need those, like, every single day of my life. Yeah. Guys, they're delightful. She should sell them. <laughs> she should sell them. Um, what are you fangirling over this week? I am fangirling over food. Oh, mm-hmm. Su- surprise. <laughs> Shocking. Is it sugar? Mm, it's a cornbread. Oh. But it was... Okay, so I went to a bar, oh, and they were doing adult. A, they were doing a Father's Day thing mm-hmm. and had free food. It was catered from a barbecue place that's in Echo Park that Ooh. I need to go to now. Yeah. It's called The Park's Finest. And the cornbread, I had two pieces. It's like a perfect mixture of like a traditional cornbread and more of like a cakey cornbread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was perfection. How big was that? Like, how, how big was your square? Um, they were pretty small because they were just... Small, sir. Yeah. Like hors d'oeuvre. If you go to the restaurant, will you get anything other than the cornbread? Okay. There's like mac and cheese and Uh, meat and stuff. Also, this isn't a fangirl, but I want to correct because I keep forgetting to say it. I do know that extreme song, (laughs) More Than Words, that we talked about in the Christina Applegate episode so long ago well it bothered me <laughs> did you have to now go people and know. like listen to it and then you were like oh right and right. i was like oh yeah this dumb song yeah yeah but again like so that was not what extreme was known for at all and then that is what extreme is known for is this like acoustic extremely ballad. boring well i mean it's just very like yeah it's, i mean it's if, very particular if i want some weird hair band doing yes. acoustic stuff i want what is it like Story to be with you Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the one. That one? What? Uh-huh. Yes, it comes from there. It's, I, it's when the girl comes in. I think Mr. Big made up a song. No, it was Mr. Big. Yeah. <laughs> it is Mr. Big. <laughs> I was like, please validate me. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm right. But there's like good claps in yeah, there. Like, a lot of good claps. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you fangirling over this week? So I am fangirling over something I just did. I don't have the results yet, but I'm very excited about it. So I just did 23andMe. Are you familiar? Not really. Okay, so essentially what it is is it's like a like an ancestry test, but it's all like genetics. And they basically it's kind of gross, but they send you this little like test tube and you have to spit in it and like fill up to this particular line and then you send it back and they analyze it and then they tell you what your like genetic ancestry like ancestral makeup is. And so both my husband and I like kind of like we're just generally interested. But then do you know much about your ancestry at all? Well, I think that I do. Right. And I feel like my grandmother and like my family has always been like, oh, you know, like we're Scandinavian or we're like Italian or whatever. But, you know, we have there like in my family, there was a little bit of like, a oh, like a surprise. Like, you know, like (laughs) oh, we didn't know we were this. And so now I kind of want to validate that. And then um with my last name, like being Ski, like with a Zabrowski, mm-hmm. um, both my husband think that there might be some sort of like Jewish, like back in the distance on his like Polish side. So we want to figure it out and it'll tell you I if there's, do it. I know if there's any like Ashkenazi or whatever. And so I'm totally fascinated. But what I think is probably going to happen is that it's just going to be like a pie chart and it's just going to be like 100% like you're white. <laughs> like, oh, That's okay. definitely what it's going to be. But yeah, but it breaks down. I know other people that have done it. It'll break down like countries of origin, like, and you'll be like 3% sub-Saharan African or like something like that. And I mean, obviously it can't like trace, you know, your 
your lineage for you. But then mm-hmm. it opens up some more interesting questions to like talk to your family about. So that's, that's cool. It's kind of cool. I hope you will update us will, on the results. I will give you an update on my genetic makeup <laughs> because I know everyone wants to know about it. But by that's the way, it's what we're here for. Super weird to like sit at your dining room table and like spit into a test tube with like the person that you love, and it was just like <laughs> so gross. But also, science. It was total science. Like I was like, ooh, you have to like shake things. You got to like mix some stuff. I felt very like. Cool and smart. <laughs> spitting put on their lab coat spitting in this and spit tube. into a test tube. Um, okay. Well, other than that, I got nothing else. You got anything okay. else? No. Should we so, get into our final? Yeah, I think it's time. Back in the day, lady, babe. <sighs> I mean, it's our last one. So for now, for now. But you guys know us, right? Like we're gonna, we're gonna save the best. For last. Yeah, we never stop talking about the thing we say we're going to stop talking about. <laughs> we're still talking about my so-called life. Hi, Wilson Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey friend. Um, but so, we saved the ultimate 90s and 2000s girl for last. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I kind of feel like she just came out of nowhere. Uh, well, since you haven't seen Party of Five, I understand why you would say that, but doesn't excuse it. I, we're five minutes in and you've already attacked me. <laughs> violent, violent attack. Um, but should we start at the beginning, kind of like we always do? Yeah. Okay. It's tradition. It's tradition. <laughs> One of my favorite things in doing the research about this is how she got her start. And she was very definitely like... A precocious sort of performer kid. So one of those kids you like to visit, but you don't want to be around all the time because <laughs> they're just a little too much. Precisely. But very sort of like Britney-esque in that way. Like you see Britney on like Star Search and you're like, oh, you were a lot. Yeah. Anyway, so Jennifer Love Hewitt gets into entertainment via singing. Her very first performance was as a three-year-old at a livestock show. But she's from Texas, so this totally makes sense. Like, I just like the notion of her as, like, a baby singing in front of a bunch of cows. Uh, I watched the biography of her, like a bio.com biography. Oh, yeah, those things are great. Do you know what song she chose to sing? No. The Greatest Love of All. As a three-year-old? She went for it. Is it good? I don't think you can see audio. There's no audio of it. How do you even know that song? I don't know. Wow. They even, like, the adults around was like, don't you want to sing Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star or something else? And she's like, no, I'm going to sing this Whitney (laughs) song. I'm going for a Whitney ballad. Okay. Wow. Um, So then she's obviously, like, she's on on the rise from this livestock show. So she moves to L.A. with her family. And much like a lot of the people that we've talked about, she immediately gets into commercials, including Mattel. Maker of Barbie. Was she in a Barbie one specifically? I think so. Yes. I, I We'd have to corroborate. We can talk about... One sh- of my hobbies is watching old Barbie commercials. Really? Yeah. You're an unusual gal. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, not cool. Um, there no, is- they're just very funny and there's always original jingles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a Barbie moment coming. We'll, we'll get to that. But so her first big break comes on Disney's Kids Incorporated. Unfortunately, she did not cross over with Fergie. Yeah. So and she got this lucky break because they went with another girl and that other girl couldn't sing. And they were like, hey, let's get that girl who sang The Greatest, Greatest Love, Love of All, all. three years old. <laughs> She's got it. 
She got it. But she was only on it for like one or two seasons. She wasn't on Kins Incorporated for that long. Um, and then she appears in something that you have some personal experience with. Here we go. This is where I know Jennifer Love Hewitt. Do tell. Do okay. tell. At the time, she was going by Love Hewitt. Yeah, very confusing. Not into it. She was. The, do you know where Love comes from? Mm-mm. Her mother's friend. Fun what do you fact. Mean? Just like she. Her, her name was Love. Her mother's friend's name was Love. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. All okay, right. so Dance Workout with Barbie was a video that I still love to this day. It's a workout video. You can watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I did it within the past year. There's a lot of running man, and I could hardly breathe. It's shockingly hard. Like, I was watching the clips of oh, it, and I was Oh, I've got the moves down, but it's just a lot of work to right. do it. And also, the best part about this video is that, like, Barbie participates. Yeah, there's shots of Barbie moving, which is amazing. But Love Hewitt is probably the star of this workout video. She's, She's in the front. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a white leotard with, like, Purple, purple and white leggings. She has great rhythm. Yeah. She's killing it. Yeah, you can tell she's a and star. And at the end, um, everyone's name is introduced and they get like a little solo time and she goes for it. She, I mean, and she's got that like gray, long 90s hair with like the little bitty bang. Yeah. And she's got like a head, like a uh, headband. It's like on she, YouTube. Yeah. You can watch or do it. Would you recommend it? Do you feel like it's a good workout? Yeah. If you just want to like have fun and get, I don't know. Very cardio-focused. Cardio. Yeah, very, very cardio-focused. Um, so, I mean, someone must see her in this dance workout with Barbie, and then she gets her first movie role. So I originally had not included this in in our presentation here today. Did you keep that bio from IMDb? <laughs> no. I don't know. I, I will bring it up. I don't know. So her first movie role is in this movie called Munchie. Which you, is the sequel to Munchies. Very confusing. Um, I think it's kind of like a Gremlins thing, but like not as not as scary. No, and also, but you sent me the key art for this movie, and the I was key art's amazing. Terrified. It's like like a Teddy Ruxpin demon in a leather jacket. Yeah, riding a, a pizza in the air. Yeah, good example. All good. All voiced good. by Dom DeLuise. Lo, real low point. So for Dom. clearly. It's a five-star movie <laughs> for me, and I can't wait to watch it. Uh-huh. IMDb users gave it a 3.7 out of 10. Ooh, rough. But. Oh, oh you have the bio. By the way, this, this uh Yeah, synopsis. because we, la- we laughed at it for a long time. Yeah. We have to read it. In this in-name-only sequel to Munchies, a new kid in town, Gage Dobson, can't find his place in the new environment, despite having such a cool name. <laughs> Gage the Dobson. kids at school bully him. The girl he likes doesn't register him, and his mom is about to marry a scoundrel. Everything changes for Gage Dobson when he stumbles into Munchie, a friendly, gremlin-like creature that dresses like a lounge singer, sounds like a stand-up comedian, has magic powers. They become friends, and Munchie decides to help the kid with all of his problems. Gage Dobson is about to get even. <laughs> If only there wasn't a mad scientist who wants to use Munchie for experiments to learn how the creature ticks. But of course. Okay, so I could not have picked a better movie for Jennifer Love Hewitt to star in. No, I mean, as your starring vehicle. Yeah. I get it. I understand. But the trailer that we watched was terrifying. It's two and a half minutes long. Lonnie Anderson's in it. Oh, yes. Lonnie Anderson's the star. She's the star. I can't wait to watch this movie. I know, you're pumped. Um, But really, where I first remember her. Is from Sister Act 2, Back yeah. in the Habit. Do you remember that? I watched the Sister Act movies 
so many times. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I have seen Sister Act 2 more than I have seen Sister Act. Yeah. Also because Lauren Hill was That's in it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And it was I just love like Lauren Hill. Pre Fuji's Lauren Hill. And I remember being like, this girl is so beautiful and she can sing. That when they're that scene where they're at the piano and it's just like yep. the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, it's too much. But anyway, so Jennifer Love Hewitt plays this sort of like nondescript character named Margaret, and she's a member of the choir. Yeah, she was kind of a standout. Yeah, kind of a standout. Yeah, she's always like powdering like not her on purpose. N- no, but you notice her. She's always powdering her nose. She seems like very sort of vain. Um I think she maybe has one line in the entire movie, but she's like in every scene where there's the choir and you definitely notice her. It was like, oh, this girl, this girl's got something. She's got some chutzpah. So then that's 93. Really, her big break comes as Sarah Reeves on Party of Five, which is a show I have not seen. Why do you think you haven't seen it? I don't know. (laughs) I honestly have no clue. So Party of Five was created to basically take the place of 90210. Because 90210 at this point, this is like 95, 96, has been on for a while. And it was kind of like an aging show. And they knew they were going to need some sort of other drama. So Party of Five becomes a thing. She is Bailey, the middle brothers, on again, off again, girlfriend. She's kind of like weak at the beginning. I remember finding her annoying. (laughs) Um, but she becomes a much stronger character, and I have a clip of her, like, standing up for herself. You know what else? I, I could say, no. I could say, I won't marry you now or, or ever, and that is still my right. I mean, I've, I've been soaking up your anger now for, what, like, four months, and the only reason I didn't say stop, you know, stop punishing me is because for some strange reason, I love you, Bailey still even though you've been treating me like I'm some kind of beast um so first of all they're like in bed when she's doing this I mean she just she wasn't taking Bailey shit anymore I do know she was like nine years younger Mm -hmm. than Scott Wolf yes so she would brag about it to her friends I mean (laughs) she's not she's like a teenager when she gets cast that's amazing also a little inappropriate um but she actually got her own spinoff from Party of Five, which very pe- very few people remember. Um, and it was called Time of Your Life. Okay, oh. so it did not do well. It did not do well. Um, it only lasted 19 episodes. And it was basically about her like discovering more about her birth parents, because that was like a big part of her Party of Five storyline. But it also starred Jennifer Garner, Polly Perrette, and Jonathan Shech. No. Yes, whose name I still can't pronounce, but again, was Christina Applegate's first husband and in that thing you You did. know what I forgot? What? In last week's um, episode, I fangirled over I'm Sorry mm-hmm. on True TV. Speaking of that thing you do, <laughs> Tom Everett Scott's in it. Really? Yep. Huh. Okay. Go on. Go on. Um, so, yeah, it was just like 90s personified, but all of these, you know, because Polly Perrette is on NCIS, she plays Abby. Um, and all these people just like this time of your life was a star making vehicle. I only needed 19 episodes to turn these people into <laughs> to stars, turn these people into stars. Okay, um, so I obviously I did not watch Party Five. Yes, which so we will I rectify. remember her from movie roles like Sister Act Two, and I know what you did last summer. Yes. Okay. So she was very definitely 
the face of the late 90s box office. So Party of Five puts her on the map. I know what you did last summer. Like, made her explode. Yeah, it's because she has, like, wet tank tops on. So, I mean, yeah. Most of the movie. It was, like, teen boy porn. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a banging body. Like, and she's one of those people where it's like, how are you so small and your boobs are so big? Like, how did you get so lucky? You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) what? That doesn't make any... That's back problems. I don't know if that's lucky. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Anyway, so this movie, in case you forgot, which I don't know how you did, Freddie Prinze Jr., Ryan Phillippe... And Sarah Michelle Gellar. And it's... All stars. How Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar, like, meet. They meet on the set of this movie. <sighs> Dream team. Dream team. And then they are friends, and then they date, and then they do Scooby-Doo. <laughs> now they they're married, the and they're just, like, living their best lives, and they're so adorable. He's kind of like a house husband. I don't know. It's too cute. Um, but anyway, so it's... This movie was written by Kevin Williamson, who also did Scream, all the Screams. Great. And Dawson's Creek. So, so king of the late 90s? I mean, we were blessed. So, <laughs> this is 97. They very quickly make a sequel. Which we mentioned. Which we mentioned last Brandy. week. Brandy co-stars. I also talked about the tanning bed scene that still sort of traumatizes yeah. me. Um, this movie was not real well received, but it did a lot better at the box office than the well, first one. I feel like most slasher movies are that way. You think They're so? They're not going to be well received. Was but- Scream well received? I think it was, but maybe not so much the sequels. Like Scream 3? I actually all like I like all the screams. What can I say? <laughs> you're Scream you're Scream Queen. Scream 4? <laughs> Guys, give it a chance if you haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen it. I've definitely seen, seen, seen Scream 2. It's two. very wow, fun. Hard to say. And there's a lot of callbacks to the other three. Mm-hmm. I loved it. <laughs> four stars for Scream 4. <laughs> um, okay, so she... This is now like... And this is my prime time. So she's a little bit older than me in real life. But it's like this was the time when movies started being made specifically for teenagers. And you would go and be like, oh, everyone in this movie is my age. Like what has happened? This movie was Are made for Are they really me. teenagers though or are they like a few years older than you? She probably at this point. No, she's like a teen in 97 because she was born in 1979. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. I mean, th- some of them might have been a little bit older, but it's like. I don't know. It was believable. It wasn't like a Gabriella Carteris situation where she's like 30 <laughs> playing a 14-year-old on 90210. Um, okay. So then those movies come out. Then she makes and produces the Audrey Hepburn story. Okay. So odd choice. This is much like the Melissa Joan Hart Shirley Temple thing. Your little thing. note actual says, oh boy. Because... <laughs> I'm going to try to find a clip later of a scene where she's trying to be Audrey Hepburn because mm-hmm. it's painful. Because she was very much like aspirational. Yeah, like, it's like wanted. Audrey Hepburn was her hero, much like Melissa Joan Hart loved Shirley Temple. Mm-hmm. They both produced these movies yeah. and, well, Melissa Joan Hart didn't star in it, but it's it's kind of a train wreck. Can I ask you a question? About what? About the character you've written, of course. She's a car girl. I know that. But she doesn't actually seem to have sex with all these men. So is it only some of them, or only the ones she wants to marry? What do you think? Well, I think she's a lot like I was in the beginning. Which was? Afraid to let somebody know how little I knew. It's not great. And it was a little bit of a rough choice. It kind of gets, like, brushed under the rug a little bit in comparison to the 
other movie that she makes, which yeah. is 1998. She makes Can't Hardly Wait. Huge deal. How many times have you seen this movie? Not as much as you'd think. Really? Yeah. Again, this was like a big deal for me. I loved this movie. Also, Melissa Joan Hart in this movie, uncredited. Yeah. She's the yearbook girl. Um, a bunch of people are actually in this movie uncredited. Jenna Elfman is uncredited in it. She plays the like weird, the like guardian angel, <laughs> or she just why, happens to be. Why did angel everyone wings. want to be uncredited? I don't know. I don't know if it was like it was a just like on the same lot or something. Maybe or like they didn't think it was gonna do well, or like they didn't have the budget. I don't know. I really have no idea. Um, but yeah, like Peter Facinelli's in this movie. I think I liked it too a little bit. You know, the main nerd. Um, his real name. In, in real life is Charlie, I think it's Cosmos or Cosmos. He was from Minnesota. And okay. so it was very much like a hometown boy does, does well in this movie. Did you like know him? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just like in general. It's like how Josh Hartnett's from Minnesota and everyone's like, loves it. Um, I get it. Okay. Yeah. But I felt like this was where you were like, oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt can act. I have a clip. Look, you're drunk. Okay, and we're over, so why don't you just walk away now and save yourself the embarrassment? Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, you're the one, Amanda, who's going to be embarrassed. Who's going to want you now? Somebody. Man, she can act. (laughs) She is telling him no. She's not want to get back together with him because she wants to find Ethan Embry because he writes that very adorable note. Also, that thing you do. Also, every single time I watch Grace and Frankie, I'm like, well, you were in Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> I've seen him. Have I ever told you? No. I've actually seen him twice. Mm. Once at a cemetery movie screening and then once outside of Paramount because of Grace and Frankie. And oh. I was just jogging by like, oh, my God, Ethan Embry. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the um, Can't Hardly Wait they did a, a cemetery viewing of it a couple years ago. Yeah. And he they, was there. They were she yeah. was there too. She was there. Peter Facinelli was there. <gasps> he was there. And they all kind of were tweeting at each other, being like, Do we need to make another one? Like blah blah blah. And I was like That would be so weird and cool. Also, the first time I went to um the train station downtown, Union Station, I walked in and I was like this is the final scene of Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> it's like when you go to Union Station in Chicago and you're like, my best friend's wedding. <laughs> totally. Like, it was like, I've been here before. <laughs> nope, I've just seen the movie way too much. Okay, um, my favorite period, my favorite Jennifer Love Hewitt movie. Yes. Came out in 2001, Heartbreakers, with Gene Hackman and Sigourney Weaver. Okay, explain yourself. And Jason Lee. Oh, that's one of the reasons right there why I love it. (laughs) You were pointing. Okay, why do you love it so much? Um, I think it's just a funny movie. Uh huh. I wouldn't, unfortunately, I wouldn't say that Jennifer Love Hewitt is the reason why I love it. (laughs) Right. Uh huh. Um, But she's not detracting. But it's like a mother-daughter con artist team. Oh, I'm kind of in on that. Have you seen it? I don't think so. I don't know. (laughs) Speechless. No, you have to see it. It's Wait, really funny. It's sounding vaguely familiar, but I don't think I've like seen it. Re- definitely not recently. And Jennifer Love Hewitt thinks she's old enough to pull off a con on her own, and Scorning Weaver doesn't think so, and mm. crazy stuff happens. <laughs> crazy. All right, I'll add it to my queue. Um, so then from she parlays her success in Heartbreakers to the Garfield movies. Um, have you seen any of these? No. They're part- Has anyone? 
I think so. I think they did quite well, actually. They're part animated, part live action. Those always confuse me. I don't like it. A little bit. Yeah, so she plays herself. I mean, she plays a person. Like, she's not doing a voice acting or whatever. So, around the mid-2000s, though, things are starting to dry up a little bit. Um, so she's been this ingenue in her tank tops, <laughs> and then she was a screen star. So what do you do when you're trying to, like, get your name and your face back out there, other than Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> <laughs> you release an album. Okay, is this Bare Naked? Uh, and did you or did you not <laughs> ask me the other day if this was sort of a jam? Okay, I stand by what I said. We're going to play a clip of it, and we'll let the people decide. Sometimes I think I'm the only one whose day turned out unlike it had begun. And I feel bare naked and I just can't take it. I'm getting jaded. No, I just can't make it anymore. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Here's the thing. I listened to this song on my way into work today, mm-hmm. prepping for this episode. Mm-hmm. Get you and in the mood. It is very of the time, like Michelle yes. Branch esque. Yes. But here's where it goes wrong. It's like during the chorus, bare naked, I can't take it. And there's like that sound that's like da 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 da, like this 80s, I don't know, this 80s cheesy thing that wasn't necessary. And it like is offensive to you? Yeah. I think that's where it went wrong. Okay, well, so this song was co-written by Meredith Brooks of Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, Uh, She also was wearing a scarf for no reason in the video. Yeah. That was a standout for me when it was on TRL. So I remember thinking that she's wearing these sort of like copper leather pants and then like a midriff bearing, almost like a vest-like top. And she looked great. Like, yeah. she'd cut her hair. It was kind of that, like, defiant shoulder-length bob. And I thought, oh, you know, girl, I get it. I don't know. If it was I on a mix, it. would I listen to it? Yes. 100%. Yeah. I'm going to make you a mix that's, like, bare naked, still three's new jam. I want to be down by Brandy. Yeah. Some sort of Melissa Joan Hart song that we'll I don't need. We'll make, like, a Fangirl Fridays playlist. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Oh, my God. We should. Just put it out there for the people on Spotify. It'll be awful, but wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay, so really quick side note. Uh, this isn't a quick one. This needs attention. So this was not her first album. She had actually put out a couple albums before this. She toured Russia as a child. She did. The first album she ever puts out, she's like 12. It is released exclusively in Japan. So you know it's good. Yeah. And she becomes a pop star in Japan. Fun fact about this album, <laughs> Debbie Gibson sang backup on a couple of tracks and helped write some of the songs. So God bless the people of the internet that like upload weird, obscure things like this because the entire album, which is called Love Songs, um, <laughs> is on the internet. And I would like to play a piece of a song called 90s Kids. Right up my alley.
this is something I can get behind. Well, it's it's very like very '90s, like it's very like save the whales. Like I don't know, it felt very um, sort of motivational in a way. I don't know, but it's just so breathy. I forgot so that, breathy. that I forgot it was such a that was such a thing in You're the either '90s. Either breathy or nasally. Yeah, which Jessica Simpson is an. Is both. Oh, rare. <laughs> We've talked rare. about Jessica Simpson a lot lately. No, rare combination of both of her. Um, okay, so what else has she done recently? I don't know. Besides releasing these hot tracks. You mean these other than these hot yeah. tracks? Surprisingly a lot. Uh, so basically, 2005 to today, it's 12 years. And you're kind of like, oh, like she's not making teen movies anymore, right? But from 2005 to 2010, she's the star of Ghost Whisperer. Oh, I learned something about how about Ghost Whisperer okay. during this biography of Jennifer Love Hewitt I watched. Do tell. Mm-hmm. So she went to the Magic Castle. The- Guys, okay. If you don't know what the Magic Castle is, it is this like delightful place in Los Angeles. It's basically a country club for magicians. And you can only go if you are invited. You have to dress up. Yes. I have not gone yet. You, I haven't either. You have to be invited by a magician or you have to stay at the hotel that is attached to the magic no castle. No photos. No photos. Like, it is... Someone recently died there. Yes. Neil Patrick Harris is, like, the, like, head of the magic castle because he's, like, a master magician. But it is on my bucket list. Like, before I die or leave Los Angeles or whatever, like, I will go yeah. to the magic castle. We're going. Continue. Okay, so... She goes to the Magic Castle with a bunch of friends, and it's not a magic show. They do a seance, which oh. is something I really want. Yeah, totally. During my magic right castle. Uh-huh. Okay, so the person leading the seance says, "If there's an X in your hand, that means the spirits wants want to talk to you." Okay. So I think she's like the third or fourth person that opens her hands, and she has an X in her hand, and they just kind of laugh it off, and she goes home, and there's a package on her doorstep for an untitled John Gray project, and it's the Ghost Whisperer. No way. Yes. That's insane. It came out of her mouth. (laughs) It came out of her mouth. (laughs) Okay, so basically on the show, she's a medium, um, and she talks to ghosts. She also runs a super cute antique shop. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there's a lot of like Kimmy Schmidt jokes about it. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm not going to lie. Every episode I've ever seen, I haven't hated it. I have never seen a full episode. Um, it would be one of those things that I would just be like occasionally catch on television and it would be like, hmm, I don't hate this. I could get into it. I don't hate what's going on. Um, and it went for a total of 107 episodes. Like, girls working. Between, like, her Party 5 money and now her Ghost Whisperer money? Yeah, she's set. She's good. I am not the one! See you in the funny papers, country mouse. You better call Jennifer Love Hewitt and Phil Rizzuto, because you owe a ghost money! Okay? Uh, uh, uh. Um, so that ends in 2010. Then, in 2010, she keeps, she keeps this party train going. She stars in a made-for-TV movie called The Client List. She gets nominated for a Golden Globe. Remember when I played that clip about how she could act and can't hardly wait? Yep. The people of the Golden Globes agreed. So it was originally a TV movie, and then it becomes a show because it was, like, super successful. And she's, like, a like a high-end call girl. <laughs> um, she works at a massage parlor that, like, has a happy ending situation. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, then she also does 23 episodes of Criminal Minds. 
what can't she do? She's loving like a like a crime mystery show. Yeah, she's very sort of like procedural. Yeah, a lot of drama, mm-hmm. but also like I feel like she has some comedic chops as well. She's very bubbly and lovely. Yeah, heartbreakers see it. <laughs> um, but basically, for the last couple of years, she got married. And she had two babies. And it seems like that's been her main priority for probably the last two or three years. You think she'll come out with, like, a kid's album? I wouldn't be surprised. She has that breathy quality that would be perfect for children. Yeah. I feel like kids... <laughs> breathy quality. <laughs> breathy, breathy Not everyone quality. has that, you know. It's a skill. It is very definitely a skill. Um, so I think we would be very remiss, though, if we did not talk about her amazing list of people that she's dated it's probably one of the best lists we've had so far it is it the best like i, I mean don't... not like the maybe the craziest uh random the most random list? it's a little all over the place yeah there's a common thread kind of in the beginning and then it, it feels like it gets a little bit dicey but i do i mean christina applegates was pretty epic too yeah but, but it, hers were like babes you yeah. know but I feel like Jennifer Love Hewitt was, like, just so of the time. You know what I mean? Like, she was very much, it's like— It's a time capsule yes. is what it is. Okay. So, her first date ever is with my stalker, Fred Savage. <laughs> they go— Is he still stalking you? Yeah, I think so. Um, they go to a comedy club, which I love. Like, how old are they? Like, babies? Little babies? Oh. I don't know. Then she moves on to another one of our back-in-the-day babes— Joey Lawrence. Guys, just Google some of these photos. We'll post some of them, too. But it is, like, just mint, gold, like, perfect 90s, just pop youth. You just want to live in it. You want to live in it. Joey Lawrence is wearing this real thick tie. You just want to live in it. Is it the one where she's wearing a red dress? Yeah. Yeah. She's got, like, a perfect tendril. Yep. Then she moves into somebody that I've talked about a lot. Will Friedle, who was the lovable yet very dumb older brother on Boy Meets World. What about this one? Carson Daly? They did it for a while. Carson Daly like had his time. Not oh, for yeah. not for me, but I mean he was getting all the babes. Tara Reed. Oh yeah. Also he's married to someone from Minnesota. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I always know. I always know. What is there like a secret Minnesota newsletter you guys get? <laughs> no, it's a forum. <laughs> <laughs> um then she dates, like, everyone in America dated. Wilmer Valderrama. Yeah. What is the deal? I don't know. He must be really charming. I guess. Like, he was playing Fez on that L- 70s Lindsay show. Lohan? Yeah. I mean, every, like, literally. Demi Lovato? Demi Lovato. Recently. I don't. It just okay. feels. Another babe, though, that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Andrew Keegan. She's literally touched all our Have, Can we touch? Can we touch on anyone from the '90s without bringing in Andrew Keegan? I don't think so. He's everywhere. He literally was everywhere. He's intersected all of our, basically all of our ladies. All these people, they're in the same space mm-hmm. all the time. I think this was very much they're like just that. thrown together. They're thrown together. You're kind of like experiencing the same thing. You're all the same age. You're all very attractive. Like, who else are you going to do? You're not going to school. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? None of these people are like going not to high regular school, school or college or anything like that. Then, in the most 90s, early 2000s move, she dates Rich from LFO. Uh, she also starred in their video, Girl on TV. Girl on TV. Because it was written about her. 
It was too much. I mean, what an honor he, to star in the video with a song about you. Yeah. He had the very frosted, spiky tips that was very much a look in that kind of early 2000s. Um, then then things start to go a little off theme. Yeah. She's they, experimenting she's here. She's experimenting. She dates Patrick Wilson, who I think is very handsome. She dates Shaggy? Question mark. Yeah, they definitely had like a fling. That feels like it's like out of left field. Yeah. Okay, this one. John Mayer. For a while. This is a big deal because rumors are that Your Body is a Wonderland is about her. Yes. It feels like that those rumors have been negated, but they persist. And I get it. She's banging. Like if you... And John Mayer said, like, what, it's his, about his first girlfriend? So that's kind of weird. He's also creepy. Is his first girlfriend? No, I think it was... Yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird story. But even if it was like about his first girlfriend, you got to assume that's like when you're like 14 and that's creepy. Like, I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. It's giving me the skeevies. <laughs> then, John Cusack. Elect. What's their age difference? It's got to be like 15 to 20 years. Min? Minimum? Don't you think? Yeah. Where does that come from? I wonder from? how long that lasted. That comes out of that comes out of left field too. Yeah. That's even, how did they meet? I want to know everything about that relationship. <laughs> you need an oral history of General of Hewitt's <laughs> dating history, basically. Yeah. Then this one, this is one I'm very familiar with. It lasted a while. Mm-hmm. Jamie Kennedy. Yes, they were close. They were engaged. They were engaged. I believe she's been engaged a few times. She's a little J Lo in that way. Um, it must be weird to be engaged a lot. It's got to be weird to say Because no one's yes excited so after a while. <laughs> well, it just has to be weird to be, like, proposed to, and then you say yes multiple times, and then, like, something happens. Yeah. Um, and then she, you know, she dated a couple. She then got on, like, the co-star bandwagon, and she was dating a couple of other. Actually, Jamie Kennedy was a co-star. What happened to Jamie Kennedy, by the way? I don't know. Is he still, like, a thing? I think so. After Jennifer Love Hewitt. Not so much. Broke his, <laughs> broke his spirit. Um, but she was a little bit of a video vixen. Uh, you may remember her from the hero video, Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. This was like kind of my jam. <laughs> I loved this Who song. doesn't love hero? <laughs> it's so emotional. And then he talks. Yeah. So much talking in, in early 2000s songs. Enrique secretly still has it. What do you mean secretly? Not okay. I mean, well, he's so attractive. A few years ago, there's that song that's like "Tonight I'm Loving You," but it's actually "Tonight I'm Fucking You," Ooh. and it would play. Scandal. It would play in Boys Town at all the bars, and my friends and I would just end up like staring at it, like stop talking to each other and just be like, "Oh my god, what's Enrique doing?" Enrique does that thing where he like puts out a song every two years, and just when you think you've forgotten about Enrique. Then it's like, bailando. And you're like, ah, <laughs> it's a jam. You know what I mean? Like, literally every two years. And you're like, man, I need more Enrique in my yeah. life. And then it's like, bye. Hello. <laughs> like, and Hero, I feel like Hero kind of started I hope that. they hooked up. I hope they hooked up, too, because that's, like, two very attractive people. But it feels like Anna Kornikova was kind of already in that mix. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But, yes, again, girl on TV. Again, you talked about your body is a wonderland. Um, and so, you know. She really was and kind of is the face of like my youth in a lot of ways. Like she was kind of the pinnacle dream girl. Yeah. I had several teen peoples with her on the cover. And you know, honestly, like she was a babe, right? But she was a little bit girl next door 
in that way too. She felt very sort of approachable. Like she wasn't so shockingly beautiful that you were like, there's no way this girl is real. And she would wear a lot of stuff like from the gap and she seemed kind of like a like a dork. You know what I mean? Like but she was like very sweet and cute. No? Yeah. No, so I agree. Do you feel like her babe status has held up? Y- yes. Okay, so Ooh, in 1999 mark. she was voted the sexiest woman in the world. Really? Yeah. So I hmm. don't know like 99. Who's she competing with at that time? A lot of babes. A lot of babes. But, like, in the world? But if I'm basing it on something like that, where you're the hottest person in the world, no. Her babe status hasn't held up. Oh, because you think that's, like, it's too it's too much? Because she's not, like, on top, you know? Right. But I think if she just came out of her hiding, her motherhood, she's <laughs> motherhood. just being a mom right now, right? Yeah, do you remember a couple of years ago when she kind of made um, waves a little bit when she talked about, like, vajazzling? Yes. <laughs> And they'll, like, put that word, like, in the lexicon. In the dictionary. Yeah, pretty much. I was um, like, uh, don't. I think if she, know. like, whatever next project she does, if that's a hit, mm-hmm. I think she will easily regain her babe status. Do you think she's one of these people where we're going to see her in some sort of role or we'll see her kind of trying to brand herself and, like, making something out of her personal brand? Mm-hmm. I think a role. You do? Because, you know, you think about somebody like a, like a Jessica Alba or even like a Jessica, Jessica Biel. Simpson. Jessica Simpson. All the Jessicas. Too many Jessicas. <laughs> um, you know, they've really, obviously, Jessica Alba with The Honest Company. Like, she's kind of really moved away from acting entirely. Mm-hmm. Same with Jessica Simpson and singing. And it's like, at a certain point, right, like, and this is such bullshit because Jennifer Love Hewitt is not even 40. But it's just like, are these people not getting roles or like what's happening like I was telling you before we started uh there was this photo on Instagram of Casey Wilson and Busy Phillips um and they were like mourning the loss of the Sackett sisters I have also been in mourning and (laughs) then Selma Blair posted on the photo and was like can I work with you guys too like mama needs a job and it was just (laughs) like I feel like Jennifer Love Hewitt falls into that same category of like mama needs a job yeah but maybe there's just like not stuff for them which I understand then why you start the honest company I don't know I just can't picture Jennifer Love Hewitt creating an empire like the honest company I think maybe she'll put out another album first I mean, I think that's her true passion, whether I'm a fan of it or not. Yeah. I mean, I could use some more bare naked in my life. I'm not going to lie. And it's like the 90s, you know, have come back in such a huge way. Like, doesn't that naturally mean that the 2000s have to come back? Yeah. So, so beware of those low rise <laughs> pants. Oh my God, you guys, beware. Those trashy looks because Xtina Dirty is coming back. So much satin and pearls. Ugh. So Ugh. much silk, you yep. remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Denim Love. mini skirts with long camis. A tiered, ruffled skirt. It's going to get bad. So let's enjoy this 90s revival <laughs> while we can. So I think that her babe status has held up. I think that she, when you see her out, which, you know, she's she's kind of, she hasn't been in hiding per se, but you just don't see her that much. Every time she does crap up, she's looking great. She looks super happy. She's married to another actor and they just have like, Real cute little babies, and I just feel like she's got a lot of money, you know? Yeah. It's like, and I'm sure Ghost Whispers, like, in syndication, 
She's she's making that bank. And Criminal Minds is always on totally. some channel. So 23 episodes, she's got to be making some sort of yeah. money from that. Great point. And, you know, it much like all of these ladies, I think, and they're all kind of like around the same age, right? They're all late 30s, mid 40s. I want more of them. I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not done with Christina Applegate. I'm not done with Melissa Joan Hart or Brandy. Like, they're not done either. No, and they shouldn't be done. Like, Bring them back. Bring them back in whatever capacity they want to reemerge. We need them. Yeah. We need some general love you in our lives. What if they make like, I still, still know what you did last year? As long as it's not some kind of like surreal life. Oh, no. These girls are too like, good you, you for that. You guys are better than that. Don't do it. No, we don't need any like Ron Burgundy situation on the surreal life. Not Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. I met Ron Jeremy <laughs> and it came out. And then I was like, mm, that's not right, but we'll leave it. It's fine. So, in conclusion, we've had our back in the day, babes, boys. We've had our back in the day, babes, ladies. We want all of these people. We don't want them to go away. I want to see <laughs> we more want of them. All. We want them all. We want them all to intersect because they have in so many mm-hmm. ways before. What if that's the surreal life? What if it's just what these if, people? What if we got a group together and they did like a We Are the World situation <laughs> why don't these people do conf- we'll get dan Aykroyd in there yeah why don't they do conventions we should have some sort of heartthrob I'm telling convention you we should have a heartthrob convention yeah. i've said it before it would be so successful oh my god everyone would die i would die i'm dying <laughs> thinking about it all right that's that's on the agenda for 2018 how do we start the heartthrob convention you know david smithyman's gonna be waiting in line he's the ambassador of the convention he's the ambassador he walks around in a top hat (laughs) and a cane perfect um okay okay guys if you have anything to say about today's babe or any babe you can email us did we miss a babe we know we missed it i'm sure we did we know we know but who else would who else should we talk about yeah email us hellofangirls at gmail.com Follow us on all the things. All the things. Instagram, Fangirl Fridays Podcast. Twitter, FGF Podcast. And remember, guys, we always love to see your reviews. We've gotten more. We love you for them. It's delightful when we see them crop up because much like crazy people, we check pretty often. Yeah. We are not cool. (laughs) We don't have much else going on, guys. Not much at all. Um, All right, guys. So until next time. Bye. Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track the shows you love and react to your favorite television moments.